0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Shift Across the Border. My name is Max.
1: Welcome back to Shift Across the Motherfucking Border. Where we actually got shipped across the border. We got shipped back across the border. Shit got awkward. And we'll
0: explain (laughs) it. It's like for like speaking better and shit.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> so why'd you say for the podcast? Yes. Bacon's not real and neither are now. No, no well. bacon's not real because if you go to a grocery store, there's too much bacon. Keep working, your time will come.
0: It sounds like you're eating human bones. It's a mini it sounds like you're bone eating hamster for... bones. It's a, it might got be stupid, but country. is India in the Middle East? I don't think so. <laughs> is it? I'm Max. I'm here with Chris. And today... We're going to explain the little situation that we've got going on. So, basically,
1: I'm currently a free agent. I'm also a free agent, but, like, but not with basketball.
0: And, yeah, so, basically, school ended, um... I was done the April, day, 28th. April 28th. Yeah, and then the exam week and stuff like that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but Medai was supposed to be, to merge with a school called Trocare College. Basically, mm-hmm. Trocare College is, like, a nursing school. They have, like... STEM and like medical programs like nursing, doctor. Because and we stuff were like broke,
1: that. we were broke as fuck. Our last president put us twelve million dollars in debt. By well, month. we're not
0: putting any fingers here, but some, somebody around, put man. us twelve million dollars in debt. We don't even know any number. We don't realistically we don't know no. any numbers. Just, you, you can search it up. Yeah, like it's, this, it's is public, well, this is well, public. public mean, information. You can search it up if you want to know some specific.
1: A certain school put a and a certain person put a certain school in twelve million dollars in debt. Is it twelve? something like that because it costs two million dollars to build a new facility where we are now demolishing and probably put elk is way more than
0: two million that's what that's what the article said yeah i think so shit bro elk was like i don't know elk was like 30 bro you for real yeah i don't know
1: all i know is that they spent way too much money on it and the last president kind of screwed us so they were supposed to buy us out and then but it was
0: going to be like a mutual beneficial thing because they don't have a campus they don't have like they just Mm -hmm. have one building no dorms and we have all No money and we have no money and they have money (laughs) they were gonna buy they and it's gonna kind of be like a mutual, beneficial thing mm-hmm. of like, we get a more programs, b more money. You get to stay and, in business. And gets, and they get. I mean, I don't know if it was but I like if no one Trocar didn't buy Madai, Madai was gonna close either way. Is that okay? Like well, clearly. Well, I mean now clearly, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, this school Trocar. It was gonna be whatever. All all was good. Everything was going good. I think. I mean, I don't really know. I wasn't. I wasn't consulted. In any well, of this. Basically,
1: they were meeting. They were supposed to meet. I don't know if they were supposed to sign the agreement that day. But then the news article is that Trocare found a bunch of scandals. That's all. That's which we to, will not get into. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything. Like I don't know the scandals. But they just said I've in heard the article of that of stuff, it I says mean, you don't, in quotations scandals about Madai, and then they backed out of the deal. So our school is officially. Closed, gone. We yeah. don't have a school. But so that is closing, and that means that everybody
0: has to um, transfer. Transfer. People have uh, all the staff have to find new jobs.
1: Students, athletes, and Student all. Student
0: athletes, everybody, and yeah. So hopefully we can buy the podcast studio equipment and set it up in my basement. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. We'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. But so what? Do you, I mean, kind of puts us in a situation because this happened like May. Nine, ten, 10, something like that, which is relatively late in the recruiting process for basketball. I'm still in that. You, we've already established uh, taking your talents elsewhere, <laughs> so it doesn't really affect you. I mean, you still... Well, podcasts still, still affect you, you still got fucked royally. <laughs> but yeah, so... So what do you plan on, Oh
1: Dude, this is like a huge crossroads in my life. This is kind of like the same thing that happened when I started getting recruited for basketball. It was like, if I didn't get recruited to basketball... I only yeah. had, like, one other option. I had two schools I could go to. And now it's, like, I could go get a job in Alberta. I could go to Niagara because there's a bunch of schools. So because our school closed so out of the blue, there's a bunch of schools in Buffalo and other places that are just offering to take on a bunch of these students at the same payment, like, the same tuition cost. the midi- and, and all that stuff. So, like, they're just reaching out. So I could go to, like, eight different schools or I could go work at a job over here. There's just so much shit that's going on. But right now... I'm just gonna see what's up with you. I don't even know. Like, wh- wherever you end up going, I'm gonna try and get in there. And if I don't, then we'll figure it out from there. So,
0: my situations I mean, I feel like um we've made a bunch of videos of like how to get recruited, how to do this, how to do that. And we're coming from a place of like, well, we've done this before. And now it kind of puts me back right in the position with y'all who are listening to this and kind trying of to get recruited to <laughs> play college basketball. Basically, so when the news broke, I made a highlight tape with a bunch of the film I got from this year from various development games and stuff like that. And then, packed it with my high school highlight tape. And then, my transcripts, and I just wrote an email explaining everything, the situation, how I was closing, and this and that, and put my email, then put my coach's email, my high school coach's email, and I sent it out to like 30 schools that I was interested in, which is kind of along the lines of everything I w- that we were preaching before of what you should do. Highlight tape, whatever, and I went on all these various different college websites and copy and pasted all the coaches' emails, every single coach, because the more coaches who you put on the email, the more tran- eyes more mm-hmm. are on it, so kind of just did every, I mean, I guess, took my own advice, I guess, and from the stuff that we were preaching to you guys. had had to start kind of doing that again. And so I sent out a bunch of emails. And then I actually entered the transfer portal. And so, I mean, I'm coming, I mean, obviously the situation is terrible. It's terrible. But I feel fortunate in, like, the situation of, like, like need. I feel fortunate in the fact that, like, for example, so I didn't play time this year. Obviously, for college freshman. I was hurt at the beat. Like, I came back, like, like a week before our first game. Kind of just thrown in there and just spent the more joy of the year. Learning, as did Chris, and as did, what, four, five of the six of the freshmen? Mm, basically, that, yeah. Basically, so we're all, a lot of, and, and the sophomores, too, other than, like, two or three. Yeah. So all the, young, I mean, there's young guys in college basketball, that's very standard. But, I mean, it just puts us on a shitty position, especially because I've put in a ton of work over the off season. My relationship with the coaching staff has gotten, I mean, it was never bad, but it's just gotten to the point where it was being very good and starting to build trust on and off the court. And, yeah, the plan was for me to hopefully, uh, depending on the fact that I could come and play competent defense which I was definitely working on, um, <laughs> be able to get some playing time next year and Up make a, a car to a pylon. Exactly. And be able to make an encore roll and just come in and shoot open shots and come in for spurts. And that was the plan. Just get Just take a big step from this year. And I kind of had a place to do that. And now I have all this experience. And I've gotten so much
1: better, but I don't have anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult. Kind of, because you do have experience now. Yeah, so exactly. A coach would rather... This is one of the things you got fortunate and, with, and too. we'll talk about A coach that would a rather bit. have... Uh, a second year transfer who's spent a year in college basketball and went through the hard first year of understanding like being vocal understanding plays and all that stuff because they don't have to t- the learning curve and the ignorance debt is already paid off for him so he can immediately come on to the court and probably have a contributing role opposed to having a new freshman who might even be better than him but hasn't spent Still that year it. of getting his ass kicked so you're actually a more valuable asset than someone who might even be better than you just because you spent the time yeah
0: but I mean I also like obviously everything happened so fast I was nerve wracking so I didn't really think about that like, all I was, all I was thinking is like okay, hey, all I have is this, like development film and some stuff and so it was nerve-wracking okay no co- I felt like no coaching respond to me but then I also entered the transfer portal through the Laura who's like the mm-hmm. athletic director she put I've the transfer portal and and so I've had I also so I was, saying, I was fortunate enough to a like even have those development games filmed because I know a lot of people who played in those games That's with me, all the younger guys fresh, uh, freshman sophomores who who were in those games and who weren't getting ton of playing time on the varsity team but were playing those games and doing well and doing their thing don't have the film to show for it and so they put at even more of a disadvantage. So I'm lucky that my parents were able to come down, film some of those games, so I had something to show for, show for it this year. Mm-hmm. But also I have a lot of friends in a lot of places and I have a lot of connections of people playing college basketball, people who know coaches. And so I kind of cast out a wide net of people that I know from friends, like uh, family friends and stuff like that. And just people I know at different places to just put in a good word with, me with their coaches with people that they know. And so with, I was just kind of, kind of doing everything that I can. And so with that, very luckily, I mean, I'm not going to disclose anything as of right now, but I have mm-hmm. um, two potential out op- as of right now, which is what, the 19th, 20th? Uh, I don't know,
1: Saturday the 20th, it's Saturday, 248 p.m. So
0: I've been in the tran- it's been about a week, and I so I have two potential opportunities of college basketball homes for next year. Both of them I would definitely look into, and I think I could come in and make an, a contributing role. And so both of those coaches, like one of them was from the emails that I sent, the other one found me from the transfer portal, and both of them kind of understand it's like, the main thing that I bring to the table is the experience. And mm-hmm. and that's, like, one of the most important things. And they both coaches said the same thing. It's, like, they would rather have a, a guy come in who already knows how to, play college, how to be a college basketball player, how to carry himself in the college basketball system in college life, as opposed to that big learning curve from a, from a freshman. And so I'm not in the exact same position as I was a year or two years ago. You've paid off your ignorance debt. Yeah, but I've def- I spent the whole year getting my ass beat, fucking <laughs> working my ass off. And so it's good to, like, that... It's good to know that like people understand. It's not just like was wasted, and people understand and value mm-hmm. value that as well. And so, and I'm I'm fortunate to have these two potential opportunities, and one of them I'm heavily considering. And if, uh, for example, I get nothing else within the next week or two, like I'm hundred percent see myself attending that institution and representing them on the court. And so, commit.
1: Stay tuned. Commitment coming. There's a lot of very vague statements. Being a this being institution, this person did this. But
0: um, <laughs> stay tuned, and hopefully, the commitment will come within the next. Two, three weeks. I'm actually, today is Saturday, so tomorrow and Monday I'm going on visits to these two various schools on the Northeast side because mm-hmm. they're kind of like in relatively the same direction. And so I'm going to go and visit them and see how, because that's also very, very important. Young kids, if you're being recruited by schools, make sure you take an in person visit because you got fucked. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if I got fucked, but like, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, yeah, so make sure you take in person visits just to see. Because honestly, the vibe of the camp, like, you can get so much off just being there and the vibe, and the coach... The, the, the coach coaches is
1: probably the biggest thing, because, yeah, like, when well. we talked about uh, people getting recruited to Madai before, everyone we brought in the podcast said that Coach Hack was a big reason that they did also, it. Also,
0: big shout-out to Coach Hack, because Oh yeah. he, he madai Hall of Famer, now it's kind of like, like this, it's, like, kind of, like, it's disintegrated. Just gone. And unbelievable, and he's been helping everybody on the team try and find new homes and kind of putting them above himself is, and Coach Long as well and even Coach Cedric has been helping a bunch of people as well and they're all out of jobs and they're putting the kids and us um, as a priority and that's, I mean,
1: that's rare. Like that's in this world, probably it's like, a like, good parallel to something you just said. Yeah. Going and getting on the campus and meeting the coach and understanding that like if shit hit the fan, would this guy have your back and this is this just a g- genuine good person to be around?
0: Yeah, you ha- and you're, you're going to get that vibe and also just the campus and the feel like, do you feel yourself? Like, that's, a very, that's a big thing. It's like, you can go and you can get the vibe and can you wake up every day in this place and location and like, just seeing all the facilities for itself and it's, it's the difference between like
1: a coach vouching for you and just trying to see you grow as a person versus him just using you yeah, to you. hold like to keep his job basically yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah and so that was also one of the things i've been looking for is like when i'm talking to these various coaches is like do i feel like they're personable do i feel like if something's wrong i could go into their office and talk because there's so many times this year where i was what well, issue with this teacher issue with that thing whatever and i could just go and talk to coach hack and he comes from a clean slate of just a alternate perspective from somebody who has different life experiences than I we should have a mature conversation about what was going on so you really need to like evaluate and so I'm lucky that both of the coaches that I've or various of the coaches that I've talked to are um, are seem to be very personable and so I'm looking forward to meeting them in person but I think that's a big part of it so yeah so stay tuned for a commitment and that's kind of what's going on right now but that being said it. that being said so we're also currently at my crib in Toronto a little new mm-hmm. setup. Let us know what you guys think and
1: yeah, shipped across the border to the Jewish bedroom.
0: Mm, not bed
1: necessarily, bad. it was a bedroom at one point. But yeah. You never slept in here. Oh, I have slept in here. Mm. But you wouldn't consider this a bedroom? Okay, never mind. I think I, nah, nah. Fuck it, fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What's well, I, I really say? Like, no, I was gonna say like this is just um sort of a a combination of all the shit that. I've learned throughout the years of basketball are kind of being applied right now is like this is just a huge crossroads and shit's just hitting the fan. And like all the, we were planning all this stuff. I'm sure a, thousands of people were planning their life based on the fact that that one solid foundation of Badi being a school in general. Which is a pretty solid. It's it's a bet was like on
0: minus a thousand. Like, <laughs> it's
1: a pretty <laughs> good bet that <laughs> I'm going to have a school when I come back next year. And now that's just gone. Yeah. So it's like just understanding that you, you probably have a place. You're listening to this. You probably have a plan on the way that you want your life to go, but understand that the odds of it working out exactly the way you've planned it to are pretty much zero. Like, and so you just have to understand that when shit hits the fan, are you capable of pivoting and using the shit that you've learned to make the best decision possible? And that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, if... If I was super, like, pent up and didn't really, didn't have all this life experience behind me, I might freak the fuck out and have no idea what's going on right now. But that would just make the situation worse. So now when she hits the fan, I'm just kind of sitting back, watching, evaluating my options, and then I'm going to make the best decision possible because that's really all you can do in these situations.
0: 100%. Like, obviously, we're both 20, so we're both obviously not, like, fully, like... Mature. life ex- Yeah, exactly. But, like, something that I feel like I've developed throughout, I mean, throughout the last two, three years of just, like, chaos and basketball and this and that and, like uncertainties is kind of just taking comfort in a doing everything that I put everything that I can because right now I know I'm doing everything I can on the court I'm lifting every day I'm, probably, I'm lifting five to six times a week I'm on the court five to six times a week I'm taking care of my body I'm eating right so I'm getting better so whatever I'm given an opportunity I'll be ready mm-hmm. but then on top of that I'm doing the right things if so I'm writing emails I made my film and all within the first hour I'm reaching out I'm being proactive so, like, just, like, taking care of what needs to be taken care of, keeping the main thing, the main thing, and just working hard. But then also, like, being a good person and just believing that, that it's all going to work out. You just take comfort in knowing that you're doing everything you can and everything's going to work out how it should work out based on if you continue to keep working hard and you are just keeping optimistic. And, I guess, I don't say, like, building good karma. you should be, like, you keep being a good person and, like, you act in a way, a moral way of, like, where, like, you withstand hold up your values and then just work hard and believe that everything's going to work out and, and you should be... I mean, there's definitely going to be uncertainty, but you should not worry about the future. You should take care of what's now. and You can only control what you can't control. Like, I'm
1: assuming the way that you had your life planned out from when you were, like, 14 and you you're playing basketball is not the way that things panned out at You want to know? You know, okay. I thought that when I was in 9th or 10th
0: grade playing for my high school basketball team here, like, in Canada at the public school... I thought, you know what, like, I want to play college basketball, and I, my, the bet that I want to play is for Guelph University. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought, like, fu- I'm going gonna, gonna to fucking Guelph. I'm about to be a Griffin. Okay. Um, definitely did not see myself playing Division three basketball. Like, because it was the guys below just, you? No, 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 no.
1: Just, I didn't really know about it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like, American because, like, basketball. Max wanted, Mac wanted to play at Duke. And then Mac Oh, yeah. He, 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 he was like, I want to play Duke. Duke. And then I was like, oh, shit, I can't play at Duke, but I'm going to play here. So yeah. that kind of the same thing? No, I
0: just thought I wanted to play in Canada. Mm-hmm. I, just, I didn't really know much about other than like the high major division one schools like which I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know about the Division two, II, Division three N scene. Gcocene I mean as I got put got more serious into basketball, I kind of immersed myself in the culture and met people who have played at different places and learned about different opportunities and I realized okay well Division three basketball is a very, very good opportunity and it probably fits my play style probably fits my the life like I like to go to a small school mm-hmm. and so kind of just ended up there and yeah I don't
1: know. That definitely wasn't exactly what you... But it
0: definitely was not not what I planned.
1: And that's the thing with the the lessons. Like, I wanted to go to Orangeville Prep. That was my thing. Yeah. (laughs) That was grade 8. I was like, you know what? If I can make Orangeville Prep, I can probably make some shit work. Didn't go to Orangeville Prep. Still made some shit work. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you just take the lessons of like, when shit hits the fan. Like, nothing's going to go the way you plan it. At least not in my life. Like, shit's not going to go the way you plan it to. But if you just take whatever opportunity is given to you and use it to the best of your ability, you'll end up... Where you're supposed to be. Even as. with like the podcast, like I know if I would have guessed three years out what I was doing, this would not be what I. No, but I was I'm saying
0: doing. like so we started off recording on your phone in my dorm room
1: on a Triscuit's box.
0: Yeah, or no, on the fucking yeah, the Triscuit and supported by the fucking pork rinds. Pork rinds. <laughs> and then,
1: and then we got shout out pork rinds. Shout out Val, <laughs> the communication professor who access us oh, and yeah, and for sure. to the
0: studio, and we kind of just leveled up and leveled up and leveled up. But then. We whatever. We're, me and Chris live two hours apart. We live in mm-hmm. the same. Obviously, we live in the same province in Ontario, in Ontario. But it's two hours apart, and so we kind of just like had to f- get over that obstacle. And so Chris mm-hmm. made the commitment to drive two hours down here so we can use some Wi Fi, get out of that farm, <laughs> get some cellular activity. I have cell. <laughs> and um, we kind of just pivoted, and now we're recording here. And then the future for the podcast is kind of unknown. Well, very blurry. Hypothetically, if I go to this school in X place, and they match my t- because a lot of the schools said which is something that's awesome and very very before. for is they're A going to transfer credits over and B going to match the tuition which is huge but, hi- but that's also because I'm playing basketball so some of these schools are not partnering with Medai but they're doing it for me because I'm playing basketball so if hypothetically these schools could do that for Chris mm-hmm. as well then we could be in the same place and we could do something similar to this maybe a Sammy baby. if you guys know um, Blue Mountain State the show I will be Alex Moran, and this is my Sammy Cacciatore. I don't know if
1: I like that comparison, but I'll take it. But it's it. a pretty good one. <laughs> I'll take it. But Sammy's I mean, a pretty cool fella. He's You he should be
0: more like Sammy, honestly. You need to be a more.
1: There's so many like I'm not gonna bring it up in the podcast, but there's so many episodes where he just gets into like deep shit because he's an idiot and like. But he.
0: One thing is, he's out here. Like he. Yeah, he's he outside does with not like, care. He. He yeah. will put himself out there, so you definitely. You have to learn from that, but yeah. So what are your what are your plans for the rest of the summer?
1: Um, also blurry dude I'm not gonna lie to you like I'm just scanning like 12 job options waiting to see what happens wow. with you there's like I said the 8 colleges in Buffalo that are uh, matching Madai's tuition and just reaching out to them so I'm just gonna watch what happens with that like time is obviously of the essence are you
0: thinking of lacing them up again
1: I thought you about you sent it. me a
0: message and I'm like realistically
1: cause I keep in mind I'm frying kids in my little hometown area but a few of them played college basketball but- a few of them played college basketball but okay. like but like, there's just so many different ways that this could go, and I'm just overseeing everything right now. I texted Brad about this, and I was like, I'm just seeing all these options. Come on the show, Brad we could definitely have, make that happen. We yeah. could have made that happen today. I'm not going to lie last minute Yeah. But um, I texted him and I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of being open to anything. And then he was like, you're not being open. You're just being forced to see other options because something else closed. And I was like, "I get. Like, you can't win that argument with Brad. He'd be saying shit like, like that. for real, he just, you cannot, he has to be right and you have He's, to be wrong. To shit like that. But um, yeah, that's kind of just where I'm at is just taking the lessons from basketball and applying them.
0: Another thing before we get into like, the rest of the summer shit is like, how much better do you notice like, how, not even like better because obviously you're better this year than you like playing in open gyms now than you were last year but it's just like like understanding the game and level of play dude, versus you don't understand
1: how year. much better at the game you get just by being, being around people who yes. understand the game like I'll, i came back and i don't even train anymore but just me you probably haven't shot a ball because and more more than once twice a week dude you know? and there's people like that guy I'll do oh a shout out. Caleb Zhang. I don't Shut know. Prob- Mister Zhang. He's probably not gonna watch this, but um, he. We were. I was running up and down. And I was hitting layups, and just being smart with the ball and getting easy buckets and all this shit. And I was kind of frying kids, and making tough layups. And he pulled me aside. And he was like, "Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like, since you went to school, you've gotten ten times better. And it's just like physically, I've gained twenty pounds of muscle, but like that's not that big of a difference because now I'm just slower on defense but it's just understanding where you need to be and when it's like, I can see when someone's cutting back door and then, okay, well, after he cuts, I can drive the lanes going to be open. Just understanding the nuances of the game and just seeing it play out in front of people who know the game that much better than you will make you that much better at the game. We talked about this in the other episode of like needing to get out of your hometown. It's not just for the connections. It's not just to be around high level of basketball. It's like to to. Be around people who understand the game and are, are, are ahead of you in the path you're trying to take. 100%. So you can just mimic what they're doing 100%. and then add that to your game.
0: Like, bro, I'd be coming back, and I'm playing in these... We, we try and get runs usually on Fridays with, like, high-level guys. So it's me, some call co- co- a bunch of other college guys, and then, like, guys who are playing at high prep schools. here, like United Scholastic, like, all these higher mm-hmm. prep schools, and, like, playing in that North Pole Hoops League, like, high school guys. And, and we play, and, like... One time we played and there's this guy who just played for Seneca, but he played at a D two in um, Milwaukee. Shout out, his name is Jake. Shout out, Jake. He actually went to my prep school years before I was there, and we're playing. And I'm pl- like, my thing is I shoot the ball, but my release has gotten so much smoother, so much higher, so much quicker. that it's, I, I, I can just get an offensive rebound, sprint out to the behind the three point line, shoot a fadeaway three, and I <laughs> consistently hit that. And it's very <laughs> annoying if you're playing against me if I hit five Tell me straight. About it. But like that's just how I'm playing, and I can I'm spotting up and I'm. If my t- my six nine friend Ryan plays for UFT gets a offensive rebound, I'm sprinting to the three point line. I'm hitting a three end of possession, mm-hmm. and I can do that five times in a row, six times in a row. That's game up to eleven, and I'm just frying. And I'm consistently hitting. I'm consistently hitting open shots, whether they're catch and shoots or catch and shoots on the move, and I'm just like I'm not doing crazy step back, tween hezies I'm just either get like a, like a one move get to the basket. Or a, mid, a pull up, or like, like just like these simple baskets, but efficiently and effectively, where I'm not really missing. Like I'm taking high percent, like high percent shots for me, but I'm making good looks and I'm getting good looks. And he like he's older, he's like twenty four. He just finished his last season. He's like pulled me over. He's like, yo, I'm so proud of you. How much a, how much like your shots, like has gotten, and it's just unreal now. But b, like you're playing the game the right way. Mm-hmm. Like it's like because these like a lot of these kids, like younger kids, like these guys from like the North Hoop Showcase, whatever. They're just like doing. Like, a ton of dribble moves, one per one... it's kind of what he's he based on, though, is, like, you're supposed to yeah, still you, get yours. Exactly, try and get recruited. And he's like, these, like, like you're playing the game the right way and you're killing everybody, and it's just like... And, like, every, like everybody noticed, like, how, like... Dude, that's one of the most frustrating I mean?
1: things is when a guy knows what his strengths are, because that's one of the things that you'll yeah, find... to play against somebody who knows what he's good at and sticks to it. Yeah, like, if you go up in a level of basketball, you'll realize that, like, stuff... So, like, I can come back down here into where I'm from and do all this dumb shit. I, I could do eight dribble moves, blow by the guy and hit a layup. But when you go to college or you go to the next level that you're going to level up for it, you can't do that shit unless that's part of your game and the odds are it's probably not. So you have to stick to it. may to be part of your game now but you're not good at it enough to be able to do it at the same level exactly. at the next level. Exactly. So like you have to stick to the things that actually work and then you just sharpen those things to a fine tip. Exactly. And you just, when you see somebody who like, like I'm going to Dante Wilcott, when you see him rip drive and do nine mid-range pull-ups in a row on someone's mouth, didn't touch the rim once, that is the nastiest shit I'll ever see in my life. Like I would rather see that happen than someone come down exactly. and break the fender down nine times. Exactly. Exactly. And I really kind of
0: coach, kind of really clearly defined what I would be in college basketball. And it's not like he was putting me in a box or anything. He was like, mm-hmm. this is you, and you shoot the ball, and so this is what you should be working on or to be the most effective. And I kind of took that, like, and ran with it and just ma- mastered. I just doing a ton of spin shooting off the dribble, just catch and shoots, pump fake slot, like all these, like, game-like shots that I would be getting, and I've really gotten really good and really consistent at them. That's so frustrating to be a guy who's trying to get to the position where I'm in, and I'm coming in, and I'm... Hitting six threes in a row off simple things, but you just can't stop it because I worked so hard and I'm I'm so good at it. So I definitely that's the biggest thing I've noticed. Also, I didn't play pickup for like a year because got hurt in the summer. No pickup in the summer. No pickup in the preseason. Then we had season, and I played started playing pickup in the postseason. And my get I got. I mean, also that's also helped me playing pickup with those guys. And, the, like, in, even in those, like, I'm not taking tough shots, I'm just... It's, but, it's way more structured than, like, normal pickup Exactly. And so I'm playing, and I'm getting looks, and then I'm hitting, I'm knocking down shots in that pickup and then I come in here, it's less structured. Now, I mean, like, hypothetically, like, sometimes I'll pull from the volleyball line, or, like, I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll take, like, some step-back threes here and there, but, like... But that's also just, like, working on, like, is some stuff i Like, I've been working on a few... Like, that's one of the things I want to improve on is, like, off-the-dribble shooting, because mm-hmm. I'm a very... Like, my form is extremely conducive to catch-and-shoots. <laughs> Yeah, I really catch it and I shoot it. <laughs> so off the dribble, I've never really been, but I feel like that's an area of the game where I can expand on, and so that's something I'm working on in playing pickup. Is like also like at the next level, like I'm still a two, like I'm still an off ball guard, but I could like double my opportunity of going on the court if I could be a primary ball handler. And so if mm-hmm. I am getting screens, I've learned how to shoot behind screens, how to do this all this other types of stuff. And so definitely been like working on my game in pickup as well, and it's been fun, bro. Bro, I Well, I, I don't. Like pickup is exhausting. And like at the beginning of the at the off season we were just playing like four or five times a week, like I was exhausted. but like now that I'm only playing like twice a week maybe pickup, like like I crave to play pickup. Like I love mm. it. You know what I mean? Like and I never really I never really played pickup like that before. I always like worked on a ton of my game and just played games whether it was for my school pick up maybe here and there, but, like, not consistent playing it, but I love it. Yeah, my boy, I used to crank
1: pick up, like, five times a week. Yeah, but, like, thing. I don't
0: know, I feel like there's a fine line of, like, like, I like playing pick up, but, you but I feel like if guys. I play too much pick up, it kind of just gets, like, redundant. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it gets repetitive, and, like, I'd rather just go and work on my game and get shots up and build a, and try and build a skill and practice and then come and work on that skill and pick I mean, up. You'd be better off you know sharpening I mean? the knife
1: before you go and use it again, because then you should exactly, the exactly, 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 exactly.
0: I don't know. Also, I feel like, also, like, my role is very, especially in, like, pickup is, like, at school is very, it's the same role. So I'm catching and shooting every single game. So there's not a lot of variety. So also, like, that gets redundant. Mm-hmm. But I feel like here it's also different because I have, a, I mean, obviously I'm one of the best players on the court because in, like, the there's not as many high-level guys in the area. We try and get everybody we can, but it's not like, it's not, it's not like a full college basketball, mm-hmm. open gym. So my role obviously increases a lot. So i can definitely do more so it's also a lot more fun and just kind
1: of just taking my game to the next level yeah getting back to the other thing too before we're going to be at right now 26 minutes 36 minutes 26 minutes before we um i don't know what else we're gonna talk about after this i want to talk a little bit more of the summer plans like so you're even to train but i i'll getting get into the it this one yeah. then we can move on um basically just talking about what he was talking about it was like refining your skills and shit is like to go from shitty to not shitty is just mastering the fundamentals bro it's easy to go from shitty She's to not from shitty, shitty not but shit. then what I was gonna say too is because I was watching a podcast and the guy talking. Basketball
0: media. is the easiest sport to be mediocre at. I'll die on that hill. Basketball is, the, you'll never see another sport where guys who've never played real in their entire yeah, life it's a weirdly, can it's go like and that. hold their own, like, like, it's just, you can put the, it's just, it's so easy to be not that terrible, mm-hmm. but it's one of the hardest sports to go from, from not, terrible not terrible to, to good. Really good. Yeah, or from saying, but like, the thing that... You that, can probably even get to
1: good without actually
0: taking it seriously,
1: but it's the hardest people, sport people. to get from good to really good. That's the thing I was talking about, like, the thing that will get you from... Zero to fifty is the same thing that will get you from fifty to hundred. You just have to do more of it. Because talk- I was watching a podcast on um, how to go from zero to a hundred thousand dollars is the same as going from a hundred thousand to a million. You just have to do more of the same thing. And it's like the guy was talking about you have to sell one thing to a bunch of people, and then you just have to do that and uh, monetize it and. I'm looking kind of swole, bro. Might not. And oh, yeah. but basically, like <laughs> the fundamentals. If you just master those, and then you grind that axe, you'll get from shitty to not shitty and then to go from not shitty to pretty good, you just grind one fundamental skill like shooting to a fine tip and then to go from good to really good you have to grind the rest of them, but and you may and you expand on. So let say now exactly, but for example, right it's now it's the like, same I'm, thing from not shitty to good, just yeah. grinding it more and more and more and more until and more, it a then
0: tip. It, it kind of like exp- once you get the tip, then you can expand to other areas. So, exactly, for example, like I shoot the ball, I I say like I don't want to say I'm, ne- I'm never, I'll never say that I've mastered something, mm-hmm. but I've gotten to a catch and shoot where I can do it in the elite level, and so now it's like okay, well now I get the ball and someone's sprinting out at me, so now I can't shoot off the cap. So what am I gonna do? Hmm. And then it's pump fake, slides up to the three, pump fake, one dribble, pull up. There's there's just variety of options, but you have to, but you have to get something exactly. Now you can grind another fundamental, but you have to get, but you have to get good enough at one thing to where the defense is so frightened that you're gonna do that one thing. To now you have an option to do something else because if nobody, if you can't shoot the ball, I'm not. I already play. Little enough defense that it is. So, if I know you can't <laughs> shoot the basketball, I am not going to run and contest your the shot. Because I'd rather you shoot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And you're going to miss. It's so
1: fucking annoying. And you're going to miss. Because if you're not confident in
0: your shot and I come and I pretend like yeah. I'm going to jump and you, you're you going to hesitate in your shot and you're going to shoot it awkwardly, you're going to hit the back rim and I'm going to get the offense and we're going to shoot a fadeaway three in the right corner. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. And so, you have, to make me res- you have to make the defense respected. And once you're respected enough to where they're feared that you're going to do that, then you can expand into other areas
1: of. Of another fundamental, uh-huh. so a word you pull it, up. Like, early, early on, was it, like, told to you, like, by a coach or somebody, or you decided that you were just going to be a shooter? Like, how early did that happen?
0: Okay. So I started off my basketball career when I played when I was really little. I was, like, I was playing on one of the best teams in Canada mm-hmm. with, like, some guys, like, five or six guys who were playing in college. Now we were, we came second in Division One OBA when there was no CYBA, when there was no anything else. They were really fucking good. But I was just the guy, I would come in and I would just hit, Short corner jumpers, like some shooter in there. Like but I was, but I, I, was a shooter in there. But then I kind of hit. a, I was five ten in like seventh grade or eighth grade. So I kind of became like a, a four, like a power four. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of stopped. Like I was more like I found my advantage was getting to the basket. So I had more like spin moves, more like not I I kind of low key played like that guy on Pitt Bradford. Does That make sense. Like knee raises. No, the guy like the really good dude. Oh, like the slasher. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The I kind of played play like that, like. I could still shoot it a bit, but like it, I wasn't like that consistent. I like I didn't stop taking shots up, but I kind of stopped being my mo because mm-hmm. I was huge. I was like, like me and Ryan Redneck, who's six nine now, were the yeah. same height. I, I, was, I was. I was big kid. I was big enough to definitely hold my own with other like. You pissed off. When you beat young. Shit, I'm I infinitely better now. Than <laughs> <life> before, but <laughs> Shit, I if I could have kept growing on the same trajectory as he was, I would be in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was six, if I was six nine. I don't know, dude. Then shouldn't he be in the league? Yeah, he, he'll end up there one day, hopefully.
1: Okay. Um, but, yeah, so we, did you, yeah, did, so you no. went back to shoot. But like... then,
0: so then when I started playing on my Canadian, like, public school team, mm-hmm. again, I was still, like, I, I went from being a four to being, like, a three. Yeah. Now, so now I was kind of like, I was kind of like Trevor. Like, I could knock down a shot, but I was still trying to get to the basket. So maybe i say I scored 12, say I scored 13 points. I hit one three and five like five twos mm-hmm. kind of thing but I was more like mid range more like fadeaway so when did you get like but back? then so then when I went from JV to varsity and I then I started to become and I'm like okay I really want to like hone on on this shot so I was going into my grade 10 or 11 year and I'm like hey okay, I'm gonna be it and then that was the year right was like really was outside of my driveway just form shooting mm-hmm. just getting my just getting just get, just learn how to knock down shots was that like an
1: awareness thing or did a coach like no, it was or like an just, awareness thing. You just knew you had to start shooting the ball. Because I was gonna say that yeah. goes into what we were talking about before is like if you get uh, the people who are in the city and have good basketball on them have so much more access to a coach who yeah. can define your role early. Yeah. So you can start grinding no, that fundamental early. It wasn't pro- really a
0: coach, but I just recognized that okay, if I go into senior like this varsity basketball, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go from being a three to being a, a one mm-hmm. or a two and I need to sh- be able to like I just and I just wanted to. I wanted to expand my game. And I just kinda like fell in love with it and just on the driveway my dad I would get up in the morning at six AM before my dad this is even like COVID. Like before, my dad would hop on his online calls at seven. I'd get up at six, and we'd go and shoot for an hour on my driveway. And he just rebound for me and whatever. It's like not, crit- but just let me know if you yeah, got you shot the ball the same way. Cause I was I'm always been on shooting the ball consistently the same way. And so yeah, he would yeah. always tell me. He would always tell me like I would ask him like after every shot like did it look how it was before and so and that, I mean that's crazy but like if I'm just i shooting by myself you you and let's say you're changing your form you can't really tell if you're being consistent with it so it really helps to have somebody else there. I kind of fell in love with it, and then mm-hmm. the last two years like I was a shooter at and here, and then I went to the states, and I was kind of like like that's all I like then then like that was really where my role was defined because I, I was here. Let's just say average whatever like I averaged ten, and I hit like one or two threes. Like I was like, I, definitely I was shooting more threes than I was twos. Like I was definitely labeled a shooter, but I, I was doing more. I was bringing the ball up, and mm-hmm. I was like I was still getting to the basket. Then when I went to the states, my coach we, we they already had a point guard. And he ended up going to play college basketball as well, and so he was a point guard. was like, "Okay, I, I don't like you can be the back. You'll be the backup, not the backup. The, like I was still starting. I was starting too, but he's like, you can be the backup ball handler, but like I mainly want you to come off screens." And so he kind of like, "That's, yeah, when, I, that's when I started." Yeah, he kind of like defined it. Shout out, Coach Kurbis. And then that's when I started working on shooting on the move. Because before I wasn't really shooting. I was just shooting, catching, shoots. And that's like again, I like, got really good at catch and shoots, but like the next level of that is shooting on the move. So I started shooting on the move, shooting on behind
1: sc- like. Like on, you really, just can't go wrong with training shooting at a young age. Like, yeah, you, you got to go progress.
0: Wrong. You got to start off with your start off mastering form, free throws, and then. Get, but progress. But in general, their, you just had one skill
1: that allowed you to get on the court, and then because you were on the court, your coach could trust you enough so that he could put you into a game, so you could yeah. get reps, and then you could just start refining that skill. Yeah, yeah, work.
0: and then I mean, COVID and whatever, and then my I mean we we I think we went into this for like I kind of I tried to change my jump shot because I had a very low release point. I kind of like shot it from like here, and I knew that wasn't going to be transferable to college. So I had a few coaches tell me that, and so kind of took me like a, a year maybe a year and a half to kind of like go from hitting shots with a form that was like I've, I've always had a little bit of an awkward form but I was hitting a ton of shots and then I kind of started to change it and I went through a really long awkward stage and then kind of like halfway through the end of this year was when I really became comfortable with it and kind of just just clicked for me mm-hmm. and now I I'm gonna shoot the ball at a league college level next year hopefully so yeah but I said Going to going to varsity basketball is when I, myself, was like, I didn't want to be able to shoot the ball, but then my prep school coach defined it. And then Hack even more defined it. Uh, yeah, like, I was sure. like, all you only do is shoot. are only here to shoot. So <laughs> if you don't shoot, get off the, Like, he, he would yell at me if I didn't shoot. And Specs to get the fuck off my court if you're not yeah. shooting the ball. <laughs> then he really defined the role. I was like, all right, so you're going to shoot. And that's, that's what happens.
1: It. You moved up a level. Use the thing that you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's all I got right now. I'm well, alive. so you're this time you're training... Two little kids, two young children. One of them's moving to fucking Meaford, whatever the fuck is in Meaford. Sounds like a cartoon. It's, it's, a, it's a by one sound. But um, one of them, so, I mean, I'm learning a shit ton about the game just by watching these steel play, but like, one of them is kind of, a, he's a half big, so he's like six, he's like six two, six one. But he's a, How old? Uh, Grade 10. That's a guard. But that's what I'm saying. Like he, But he plays like a big. He's a bigger bullshit. Issue. Is what, tell me about it. But he he'll catch the ball and like right now I'm just trying to get him to the point where I would feel comfortable playing him at a big spot so he can get on the court because to you if I should do this kid's jumper it's broken like it is broken and he's not handling the ball so like the only way he's gonna get on the court is by being a big so might as well fucking figure that out so we can get or him on the court. you can get him some form shooting. That's what we're working on too. But dude, like it's actually broken. Like if I should I'll. You try. gotta break that shit down, bro. It took me. I told you, I was shooting the ball well with the
0: ant form and now my form is still not 100 percent perfect. But it took me a year and a half to go from. Shoot up! It took me a year and a half to go from an elite high school shooter to an elite high school shooting conducive form mm-hmm. to an elite college conducive form. That's the thing, so you get to- bro. But the
1: thing is, not everybody's willing to put in that time and put in, get in that ass beat and fucking miss shots. Exactly. That's the thing. You're going to start missing shots. And that's what you have to be willing to suck for a certain amount of time. Dude, it's so difficult, bro. <laughs> that's what me and Coach Long talked about when I, so I came in and I was hitting shots but it, my form was still like in
0: the process of I was still changing yeah it was still it was not 100% like you should put a clip right there the first
1: time you shot a basketball after after getting hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. that was
0: bad that was also how I shot a basketball in 6 months like with jumping mm-hmm. and shit but he's like realistically this year like dip where you coming back from being hurt like chances are you're not going to get a ton of opportunity this year so why not just fucking suck ass this year fuck it and prepare yourself to be really good next year and mm-hmm. it's kind of like I was wrestling with that a bunch, but then once I really committed to the process, I've said this on the show before, like once I really start committing to the process when I saw the most
1: results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to work with them, dude. I'm just gonna, right now, that ass, we're just working on left-hand layups, to being really honest with you. And like a lot of kids aren't willing to do that. Like you'll get out there and you'll work on your nine move drilling package, but in a year and a half, when this kid can consistently make a left-hand layup over you, I bet you it gets more planning done than you. Because sure. your left-hand layup still sucks. For sure, your left hand lap sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, other kid, the other kid, so is, the other kid, I'm not glad. The other kid's actually pretty tough. Like he, he can. i will be working on contact finishing, bro. And like, I used to do this with Brad. Used to do this with us. He would go down, and he would just like just hammer you. And if you don't finish, it's like if you can finish through that, you can finish through anything. Yeah. And I'll whack the shit out of him, and he'll still find a way to get it up into the rim. And I'm like, okay, hey, like, this kid could like do something. His handle's not bad. His jump shots there, like this kid could be decent. Oh, we'll Straight nine. He's young. Like he's tough. And like yeah. he'll, hit, he'll hit you with like a move and then I started working on it because before I don't younger kids, especially with ball handling, they hate playing physical defenders because as soon as someone presses up on you and they start like kinda whacking you you don't get that call, the ball seems to fly everywhere and your shit just goes to your fundamental liberal literally goes to shit. So with him I'm just working on like once you get bumped one time, it's like that's not enough to get me off my line. I'm still gonna yeah. attack your outside hip, hit you, get to the rim and I'm, sure. you're gonna be at my mercy. What else are you doing this summer like you? Um, I'm trying probably get a job somewhere. There's like three, three main ones right now. So one would be a pipe fitter. I don't know what that means. Cut pipe, move pipe, lay pipe. A pipe fitter. Pipe fitter, pipe Fitting. layer. Pipe fitter. I lay pipe for the summer. Um, or Shit. there's a potential. This is I don't know what the odds are this right now, but I could move out west to Alberta and make 60 bucks an hour putting wires and holes as an electrician. with My boy. Or I could uh, move eggs in a farm for like 20 bucks an hour. So that's like the three options right now. And then still lifting and shit. Oh, dude, we're getting diesel. I'm up to 201. Yeah, that's basically what we're what at. Am I doing. I'm lifting, I'm
0: getting shots up, playing pickup. Oh, so yeah, frying kids too. I'm still frying kids.
1: I'm a mistake. I'm playing in the
0: University of Toronto Summer League. So it's a very, very good. Like, just like, it's not, it's not like crazy. But there's like Nipissing is in it. Mm-hmm. Men's basketball. There's a prep school, like, where and the high school that Andrew Wiggins went to. That prep school uh, is called Hoden now, hoden It was one secondary before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, They're in it. A, that's tough as fuck. They're in it. Um, I don't know, Tarot Tech is in it, McGill is in it. And then there's a bunch of, like, other teams. And then I'm on a kind of a, called a free agent team, because I'm not obviously, I don't play in the Canadian University circuit or anything like that. But, he, like, the assistant, I know the coaches of the University of Toronto staff because they were the same coaches of my, like, national Maccabi team in Israel this past summer. So they've kind of got I think it's like 16 or like 20 like elite like college hoopers who didn't have a team and kind of made two like, free agent teams. So like, it's like a 10-team league, very high competition. So eventually like, I'm going to play against the University of Toronto team, who's a very, very good team in all these very teams. True. And I'm um, looking forward to it, looking forward to competing against these good guys. And then just working on my game, working, doing some personal training stuff as well for some, some family friends. And, like, my sister started playing basketball. she so about basketball this year. And so I'm training her and some of her teammates and some other people. And then working working as a basketball coach at these, like, day camps as well. At uh, Elite. So shout out Elite Camps. <laughs> and, yeah. Basically, to channel with my friends. Recording the pod. I mean, Just finding a place to fucking play basketball <laughs> next year. <laughs> finding a place for sure. Chris to ride his
1: coattails.
0: Exactly. Sam Tori up the pit. Up the <laughs> and, yeah.
1: You got anything else? Nah, no, bro. I'm chillin'. I think that's it for today. So thank you guys for listening. Shipped Across the Border in the Jewish bedroom. What up, what up, what up? Subscribe to the YouTube AC, Shipped Across the Border. It's ACTV underscore pod on Instagram. Instagram. and Shipped Across the Border on Twitter. And TikTok. subscribe. TikTok. 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 Subscribe. Did I say Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, we should
0: make a Twitter. I've been using that for recruiting a lot, actually. But yeah, so subscribe, leave a like, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace.